Hey everyone, it's Luke Wright, Alex Malkoff, and we are here to preview Game 7 against uh, the first of two Game 7s. First of two Game 7s the in the Conference Finals. The first time since 1979? That is what I saw via Twitter, and Twitter has never lied to me before. I believe Rachel Nichols is the one who tweeted out, I'm willing to trust her. Yes, yes, she's a good one. But this one is the Cavs-Celtics game taking place two nights in Boston. Whoever wins this gets to move on to the NBA Finals. And, and, and they get to play in them, which, it, which is great. They they get four, maybe five NBA Finals games, two of which will be at home. Yeah, no, it'll be great. Uh, yeah, I, moving forward after this this game, I I don't think either of us think that there's much left for either of these teams. But game sevens are fun. This game seven should be fun. Who are what? What are our initial reactions heading into game seven? Obviously, Kevin Love out. So this is basically. Um, LeBron James with a bunch of G-leaguers going up against a bunch of average to above-average NBA players with a really good coach. Yeah, it's an interesting game because the the, the easy way to look at it is LeBron versus the world, really. It, it's LeBron versus the Celtics. And will what, what will prevail between the unstoppable force that is LeBron James and the thus far immovable object that is the Boston Celtics at home? They're undefeated at home in the postseason and have just looked like a completely different team at home this year uh, in the playoffs. But even with that being said, and, and obviously it, it, it starts and it ends with LeBron for the Cavaliers. What, what can LeBron do? How many points can he score? What Can he have a performance that mirrors that of Game 6? Uh but it's going to be more than that. It's going to need to be more than that for the Cavs, I think. And, and uh, as Zach Harper, our good friend Zach, wrote just today for FRS Hoops, you can check it out, frshoopswithaz.com, uh, a lot of what determines whether the, the Cavs win this game and get LeBron to an eighth straight finals or not is going to come down to how well his teammates play and, more importantly, how his teammates play. And, and I, I what I mean by that, really what Zach means by that is there are certain guys that need to have the offense be at least somewhat run through them. Guys like Corver and J.R. Smith, guys who need to, to hit threes and, and be able to counter some of these Celtics uh, runs and drives that they're going to put together. But it's also guys like Tristan Thompson who need to clean up on the offensive glass and have some putbacks and, and attack on the pick and roll. It's guys like Rodney Hood who need to run the offense a little bit when LeBron isn't and, and get himself going and not, I, I think as Zach described it, look like a ghost out there. Uh, or actually, I, I think he described him in the games in Boston as the guy who's lurking by the VIP uh, section and just trying to inch closer to the velvet ropes every time. He's just kind of standing there, not really doing much of anything. So I, it's interesting because it's obviously all about LeBron, but I don't think they can win unless his teammates step up, and it's going to be even more difficult than ever for that to happen with Kevin Love. And, and the biggest problem is there's just no evidence to suggest that they will step up. Yeah, they've been I, terrible. Th- this is a team that it took them seven games to beat uh, the Fighting Oladipos. It, they were lucky enough to where Toronto's just so mentally weak and LeBron owns such so much space in their heads that the whole team was able to to move in with LeBron. So they, they kind of got a break there. But, you know, like we said, as the rest of these players are averaging six points a game, this, this is not a team that has given us any hope that they can possibly perform in Boston, of all places, for a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. I just personally, I love LeBron. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of LeBron. I know a lot of people... Um, 
want to do the whole LeBron Jordan debate, and it's kind of pointless right now. But but to me, LeBron is the best player in the league right now. To me, LeBron is probably one of, if not the most skilled all around NBA player of all time, regardless of any other factors you want to throw in there. And he's so great that we're ta- that at times we just take him for granted. And I think this is going to be one of those times where we kind of take him for granted, where we're we're going to see him put up 45 points in a loss, and we're our, our initial reactions are going to be divided between, well, look at that team, what else was he supposed to do, and, well, this is why Jordan is better. And I, and I feel very disheartened that his what could possibly be his last game ever in the Cavs uniform is going to end up boiling down to not this man is – the greatest to ever wear a Cavs uniform and one of the greatest to ever play this game of all time, it's probably going to boil down to more along the lines of, oh, well, this is what we expected. Yeah, I mean, even with the Celtics, you know, missing their two best players and and missing, you know, Kyrie especially, who actually did play for them this season, the fact that we're even in a Game 7 and the fact that, for all intents and purposes, this game, in my mind, is pretty much a toss-up, is LeBron James. I mean, the Celtics probably have the second through fifth best players in this game, sixth. I mean, the Celtics are the better team in this series by far, I think, when you look at the totality of the team, but LeBron. It's always but LeBron. LeBron is is a cheat code. I mean, he he can swing games and series so drastically just by being him that this game really does become a toss-up. But at the same time, I do agree with the overall premise of, of what Zach was saying, which is that he his teammates need to do something. I think in the article he wrote, he mentioned that, and I, I, I admittedly don't remember if this was including or not including Kevin Love, but that LeBron's teammates were averaging 59 points per game on the road. So just some simple math tells you you need a minimum of, what, 40 to 45 from LeBron just to simple math get to enough points? Yeah. And you figure if you get 45 from LeBron, you're probably not getting as much from everybody else. It's a tough math problem. How many points does LeBron need to have versus how many points does he need his teammates to actually contribute to get to whatever the magic number is to actually beat this Boston team at home? So I don't know which way I want to go on this. I, we always do predictions on on these, and it's to me it's almost impossible to make the prediction because on the one hand, you don't want to pick against Boston at home. They're the better team. They've been unbelievable at home. They have the better coach. But how do you pick against LeBron James in a Game 7 when he, where he has been historically even better than what he normally is, which is maybe the best player ever? Uh, for me personally, I'm, I'm, I have to pick – I have to stick with my pick of Boston simply because the players have stepped up with some great coaching. And a, and a lot of people have been making it one or the other. Uh, Brad Stevens is an amazing coach or these players are so much better than we give them credit for. It is both. These are players that have Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Al Horford's always been underrated because he doesn't put up 30 points a game. Um, Marcus Smart has always been a huge factor so far. These are all good players that are all coming together under great coaching. And I think that at home, it allows them to shine best because they don't need that. They don't need a Kyrie or a Gordon Hayward to be that one you can rely on to score 30 points like you need someone on the road to do. This is a game where at home, you can trust that all of these guys who I think next will fill a more traditional role player setting, um, all of these guys have an opportunity to put up 20. 
if, if your starting lineup can combine for 80 to 100 points and your bench only has to put in 20 points, 20 points, and you're looking at 100 to 120 points right there. That, that alone is what gives Boston such a huge advantage when they are playing at home is all of their role players are comfortable. They're getting uh, typically better officiating. When you're at home, better in the sense that more favorable, yes. not necessarily the better, but more favorable has just been trash been this bad. postseason. But yeah, so to me, that's how you pick Boston against LeBron. Is you when you look at the Boston team, there are just so many different players that they don't need to perform great. They all just need to perform good. Yeah, I guess the the key is that you know how the Cavs will beat you, and it's through LeBron. You don't know how the Celtics will beat you. It could be a Jalen Brown game. It could be a Jason Tatum game. It could be a Terry Rozier game. It could be an Al Horford game. Hell, it could be a Marcus Smart game, a Marcus Morris. You don't know how they're going to, to go about trying to beat you. You know what, what you're going to get from the Cavs. And I think the key, and, and I keep going back to what Zach was saying about LeBron's teammates, it's true. He needs something from his teammates. LeBron already has a 40-point game in Boston that resulted in a loss this series. He needs the help. And yet, I'm torn because I don't necessarily see him getting that help, but it's so hard to pick against LeBron James in a game like this. I, before the series started, I said Celtics in seven. So obviously, I saw it coming down to a game seven in Boston that I, at the time, thought the Celtics would win and defeat LeBron James for the first time in the East in almost a decade. I'll stick with that, but... As I, I'm thinking about the game and how the game might go, it's scary to think about what LeBron might do. If he drops 50 tonight, will anyone be surprised? No. No. And that's the key. He can he can beat you on his own, but I think the key is that his teammates need to make it so that he doesn't have to beat the Celtics on his own because he hasn't been able to do that yet this series. So your prediction is still Celtics win tonight? Yeah, I think... I think we get a close competitive game. I don't see this being one of those home t- home blowouts that the Celtics have been putting on of late. Um, I, I think we get a, a really good, close, competitive, comes down to the final minute or two type of game. But I think the Celtics at home do prevail uh, and, and make it to the NBA Finals. I think that this is one of those games where the Celtics win easily if you look at the final box score. But I think it's going to be a case of they will always... Every time you look, it'll seem like they always have a 10-15 to 15 point lead. But LeBron will always be doing just enough to, to windle that lead down to where you think, oh, LeBron's going to be LeBron. But in the end, I just don't think that he is going to have enough to get over that hump. And I think right around the four, two to four minute mark of the fourth quarter, Boston will, will hit some sort of dagger three, and that will be that. So I, I am mm-hmm. going to stick with uh, the Boston Celtics taking it. However, later tonight, Jamie Eisner and Alex Kolojay will be giving you post-game action. Keep it here at FRS Hoops. Hoops with a Z.